<laughs> this is the worst yoga in the park I've ever done. I, this is the best. It's no, like a, it's you. just relaxing. It's the first yoga in the park I've ever done. <laughs> also the worst though. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's hard to say. Hello, this is hometown East Tennessee. Good to have you back. Yes. We took a little, little bit of a breather. It felt good though. I, I feel yeah. more energized now. Yeah, we're back. It's uh, the summer season. I mean, for the show and also in reality, right. the summer season. Unless you're like watching uh, this in the upcoming winter. And that's then, true. Oh, my eyes just crossed. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't wait till winter. It's like 90 degrees. Oh, it, it is. We we were going to shoot over there at the founder's Too side. You can hot. probably see it. <laughs> we're like, Too hot. No. No, we it's... sat down on the sidewalk and about 30 <laughs> seconds later, <laughs> we were like, Shannon was like, you want to move to the shade? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Well, this week we had a conversation with uh, Stephanie Sherwood, a very good friend of mine and uh, a very cool lawyer, director, woman about town. She uh, grew up here. She went away, but she realized she loved it here and came back. And uh, she's a big part of the community. Um, so we talked to her about her upcoming Shakespeare in the Park play, which she'll be directing. No coincidence, uh, we're in the park. Exactly. Uh, it'll be Much Ado About Nothing. I love that. I really love that play. I can't say I've ever read it, except for, I think I've seen the, uh, I think there's a Heath Ledger. No, that was Taming the Screw. Uh, uh, the <laughs> uh, great Shakespearean director. True. Oh, Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. He did. He did a version of it. One of my favorite Shakespearean adaptations yeah. ever. It. It had Keanu Reeves in it. Mm -hmm. Don't hold that against it. It's awesome. Keanu Reeves is cool. And uh, Michael Keaton played the sheriff, which I thought about. They're having the uh, auditions tonight. This is. Yes. We're, we're shooting this on on a Sunday, so. Yes. Uh, tonight they're having auditions, and I seriously thought about the sheriff, who is just a ridiculous well, character. So, well, and I'm going to go for hero. Oh, right on. Yeah. You should. So you absolutely should. What if what if you're, I'm hero and you're the sheriff? <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have hometown East Tennessee. We'd be like, that's if you right. want to see us, you have to come down. We're, see, that's the thing. I'd be way too busy to do anything else, and I got a lot of irons in the fire. But uh, it was a really interesting talk. She's a really interesting lady. Um, she. Uh, you probably recognize her if you spend any time downtown. She's or, run for office uh, yeah. at least once. Yeah, um, yeah, she just did. one time I think. Um, and she has her own practice, her law practice downtown. Um, and if you need a criminal defense lawyer, she's she's good. But she is definitely a very. Uh, she just does all sorts of yeah, things. Yeah, she's, she's some people you can say they're a lawyer, and a certain yeah. a certain image comes to mind. Yeah, uh, Stephanie. She's not you're not going to get that image. In fact, that's what's interesting about this interview. Yeah. Uh, really, I think you're going to like this. We come full circle in this interview. Yeah. Uh, we talk about her life, where she starts, and it, I, I, I think it really ended in a joyous, great place. And really, I think the best word to describe her is just badass. Yeah. She's just kind of a badass. She is. She is. She's um, the person you can count on in almost any situation to yeah. get it done. Yep. Yep, she is. And she will always be there with a glass of wine if you're having a rough day. <laughs> She's a good friend. Uh, a good oh. human. My only regret is I didn't get a close-up of the, the Snaggletooth dog's face. Oh, I but, know, uh, Shira. You, you'll just have to check back. Maybe we'll we'll do a, a Shira special. One. We'll do, yeah, we'll do a Shira special. She's a little diva. <laughs> we talk about that, uh, you'll see in the interview. And I, did you get my laugh in the interview? 
Have you edited it yet? I don't think I have. I haven't put it together yet. Gotcha. So yeah. I if I shot it, it will be in there. So, but I was hoping for just a close up of that usual. Yeah, because the, the dog, uh, cute little dog, uh, just hopped on my lap and immediately fell asleep at the Stay. beginning of the interview, and stayed like that for most of the interview, uh, just sort of draped on my knee. Uh, super cute. Um, but yeah, so that's what's coming up. Yeah, that's this, what's coming up. this is a good one. Uh, Thanks for joining us. Remember, Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash hometown. You can support us with a subscription, and that'll help us keep this thing rolling. And, yeah. you know, we took a little break. We're ready to go again, and here's our first our first one back. Uh, it's going to be a couple weeks before the next one. Yeah, but we're, but we're getting there. We're still, you know, it, we're coming up on a year. Yeah, weird. That is weird. And believe me, the reason that the breaks are coming is because we're working a little bit, a little bit harder. At least I'm working yeah. a little bit harder on the production stuff. I want to make sure everything is is better. And I'm really I'm really convinced that it is right now. So yeah. here comes Stephanie. And uh, if you have any thoughts, leave them in the comments. Hit us up on our Facebook page, Hometown yep. East Tennessee. And uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bailey and Shannon are next door neighbors that grew up in the East Tennessee town of Johnson City, but at different times. They realized they shared a love of local culture and joined forces with a mission to introduce the rest of the region to the individuals, events, and culture that make up their hometown. Each week, they share their thoughts and interview personalities that contribute to the local culture or counterculture. They present the good, the bad, and the ugly of what it means to live in the Mountain Empire. Support their mission by subscribing at patreon.com slash hometown. Cheer is over the Hollywood. Oh my goodness, she's already... She's pooped. You know, isn't it union break time? That's right. She's like, <laughs> I deserve a bottle of wine. <laughs> and, and who are we talking to here? Is it Shira? Shira dog. My Aww. bestie. <laughs> she she's been so comfy there. Yeah. She is. Oh, Shira has formed an attachment to Bailey. It's very sweet. She and her, she and her are tight. Mm-hmm. She, we share things. We'll mm-hmm. have to get a, we'll have to get a close up of Shira so people oh, see yes. that adorable little, snaggle little snaggle tooth. Everybody That's, thinks their dog's yeah. the cutest, but really Midas. <laughs> Sorry, verbal. <laughs> no. Some days I think my dog is the cutest, and then I'm covered in white hair. Like I live in a snow globe right now because of that white dog. So. Oh. Right now, the dog's not the cutest in, the, in in town. We're here talking to Stephanie Sherwood. Yep. Since we started uh, the show, Stephanie and Stephen have been peeking in on the show. Oh, and it's a thunderstorm. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so a, cozy. A little. So cozy. Old house thunderstorm. Right. This might turn into a horror film. Suddenly, the lights go out and I disappear. That's right. And, Cheer, you, and you guys just keep face. going. Yeah. You just. Of the oh, show must go on. That's it must, right. It must have got it. We're professionals, Shannon. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is why I'm guzzling wine. <laughs> Guzzle way. Yes. Uh, Stephanie, thanks for having us in your home. Beautiful place we got here. And your dog is just, we were just talking the about sweetest. that. She's just so the good. sweetest. She's the sweetest little She is, she's out. Already. <laughs> she's. She can't handle show business. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, don't took, try to. You took so long to set this up. I'm done. She's, I mean, she was half with your hair and makeup, and she was. She's a diva. Like, no, I can't take it. Yeah, we're not paying high enough. She didn't get out of bed for less than fifteen thousand. Her skittles were not separated into different colors. <laughs> I told you, Shannon. I, we fired the intern. What else do you want? Oh, well, maybe she'll we have no one left to sort skittles. But it's a good thing you're less high maintenance because now you can do the interview and still right. cheer. Oh, perfect, perfect. That's right. Perfect. We will get back out of the way, dog. That's right. We'll do the Shira interview 
on another another day when she's in a little better. I'll show her how it's done. It's <laughs> perfect. Perfect. And I should say, this house is in the Tree Straits, Indeed, which, yes. as most Johnson Cityans will know, is the heart of Johnson City. Yeah. I love it. And, th- and this is real close to every place I like to hang out. Yeah. So you have a really great location here. It, it couldn't be better. We're so happy. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's fantastic. Tell us about, tell us a little about who you are, what you do, and then we're going to go back in time a little bit. Okay. And find out how you got there. How's that? All right. Uh, so, so who I am and what I do in all the things. Oh, just okay. All right. Whatever you like. Uh, Well, I I was born and raised in Johnson City. I was actually born. We were born in the same hospital. That's right. Memorial. Memorial. Um, I live a block from the the physical place I was born. You do. I know. I think of that too. I mean, what am I? Maybe a mile away. Um, But since that time, I I did live in Boston for many years, in New York City for a little over a year, and. Um, but I was a theater major in college. I went to Emerson in Boston, which was this amazing experience. Um, and then I pursued a theater career for a few years. And I, my favorite thing that I did was teaching children's theater. Um, wow. And I got to do that at the Barter and Theater Bristol and Kingsport Ballet. I taught ballerinas wow. acting. Nice. They wanted them to be in character when they did their dancing. Oh, yeah. It was so much fun. <laughs> um, and then I uh, lived in New York for a while, and I decided, you know, I... I don't know if the life of a starving actor in New York is really a long-term, um, you know, option for me. Um, so, uh, long story, I got this crazy idea to apply to law school. <laughs> so, uh, I did, and um, I I went to law school uh, back in Boston again, and um, and at the time I thought I'm am done with Tennessee. Finally, I mean, I had left back left. I mean, I was like a boomerang up and down the East Coast. I think all of us have made that claim. No. That's it. I'm done with this I'm town. Done. I'm living in the city forever. And three more New England winters, and like, oh, actually, I'm really missing Tennessee and my family. And uh, so I uh, signed up for the Tennessee bar. Came home um, just about exactly ten years ago. Took the bar, uh, and then as soon as I had my license, I hung a shingle here in Johnson City, and I have practiced law as a solo attorney uh, for most of that ten years. And not yeah. just that, you kept yourself busy with uh, several other things. We'll get we'll get back to that. Let's, yeah, let's go back a little bit. Okay, like I said, okay. let, let folks know where we're going. Yeah, yeah. See, this is not about going. law. No. Boring, boring. No, 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 no. This is not about lawyering. No, no. <laughs> no if you do need a criminal defense lawyer. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and the graphic's gone now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you you started you you're born and raised in Johnson City. What school you what what uh, schools you go to? Uh, I went to well Southside for yeah. kindergarten. First oh, grade. you were right. You were a downtown kid. <laughs> well, I lived on Virginia Street from the time I was born until um, I was seven. Oh. So then we moved to um, the Cherokee School mm-hmm. neighborhood. That was that was my elementary school. Oh, what a great school! It was. It was. Oh. I drive by now going, oh, I can almost see the old school in yes, there. Yes, yes, that's right, the old school. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mrs. Uh, Cantrell, Mrs. Hostetler, Mrs. Christian. And Ms. Baker. She she she'd been there. She she was one of the new ones in the seventies. Oh, okay. And she just so, retired. I swear, three years ago. Oh wow. She was. I think she was in her eighties when she retired. Was Mr. Messimer the principal? He was my principal. He was he, he was principal a little after. Okay. Oh, I remember that. He's yeah. an amazing man. He was very nice. His brother 
was my barber the last time I had a haircut. Wow. Which was? Uh, let's call it the late 80s. Let's, let's say I that mean, his brother passed away close to 15 years ago. Oh, wow. And... <laughs> That's the last time you had a haircut? That was the last time I had a haircut. That's that's the moral. That's the end of that story. Okay. Sorry. Excuse me. Um, okay. <laughs> well well, Mr. Messimer is a is a dear, amazing man. Very nice, um yeah. so so yeah, so I, I went there through elementary school, went to Liberty Bell for sixth grade, and really you know you know how cool and small Cherokee was. Mm-hmm. And that transition did you make did you go to Liberty Bell after? I had to go I had to transfer out of Cherokee to Jonesboro Elementary School. Okay. The the big spaceship with no walls. Oh, yeah. It was it was literally traumatic for a little kid who had grown up in a tiny little place where everyone knew yes. just a few kids. We knew each other into this huge. Like I said, it was an experimental, very '70s school mm-hmm. with no walls, just wide open spaces and maybe a closet on wheels, and that was that was really odd. But uh, you ended up. Most many of my friends from downtown ended up there too. They oh, they were okay. at Liberty Bell. Yeah, it I just didn't suit me, and I I, I went from that intimate, supportive place mm-hmm. to, you know, I, I was a little bit of a late bloomer. You know, I was kind of a geeky kid, and um, uh, anyways, but I made this wonderful best friend, um, Jessica Blastine, um, and she's she's also from here, and she's she lives in North Carolina. She's amazing. She's a, a, been a professional belly dancer and she has a fitness studio. She's one of my heroes. She's super cool. But anyways, we, we became very close. And uh, one day she says, well, I've, I've applied to go to university high and you just put your name in the hat and see if you get in. And so I went home to my parents and I said, well, Jessica's doing this. I'd like to do this too. And they said, okay. And so we both got our names drawn out of the hat, and in seventh grade, we got oh. to go to university school. And it just, it, that's where I really sort of found myself, and I, I did the forensics club, mm-hmm. which is speech there. and drama, but they called it forensics, and it confuses people. I was like, what? I don't get to dig up bodies? What a rip-off! And I flipped the table and, and joined. We just act like we're doing Actually, it. Perfect. Yeah, I was about to say, you'd be perfect. <laughs> But that really, honestly, that was where I kind of found my path. I have to mm-hmm. give I give Jessica so much credit because I never would have thought to do that on my own, and my parents credit for being open to this mm-hmm. idea because they could have easily been like, no, 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 you know. Um, but my parents are awesome. So um, anyway, so that small school environment once again, and got into speech and drama there, and uh, graduated from university school class of '96. And you were going to be a theater major. Yeah, I was. So you I go to college a for theater major mm-hmm. to I, become a theater. It was my it was my dream. I was determined. I didn't want to do anything else with my life. I wanted to be an actress and. We live all that. know that's how you do it, though. That's yes. how you're going to do it with no recourse. All bridges burned. Full no, speed ahead. No but damn the consequences. <laughs> financial support, no yeah. other marketable skills. Uh, I worked at Chick-fil-A in high school, so that was, I, mean, I had that point. Right? That was, that was valuable. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, <laughs> Shannon, on the first day of theater class in college, what? I'm out. Oh, oh. And that now was it. You know. I went You're... to my first, my first theater class in college, the first day could not stand anyone and it was because they had a very unhealthy culture at the time it was the late yeah. 80s yeah. and it was a very misogynistic very Whoa. anti-woman kind of thing Ooh. and 
just, I just saw so many people picked on because of who they were mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. I couldn't I couldn't deal with it. Well, and also I feel like theater groups. I mean, you know this as a director is that there is there are two cultures in a theater group. <laughs> oh yeah, and one of them is the sort of insane drama seeking human. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who were hard to deal with. I never had the energy to be that one. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It just took too much work. Well, I I will just as a a sort of sidebar, um, you know, I I spent probably, you know, from the time I did my first, you know, big play till I uh, went to law school about 10 years doing, you know, regularly as an actor, director and theater teacher. So we can call that my career for 10 years. And then (laughs) When I, when I realized after a few years of practicing law that I felt sort of more at home around a bunch of lawyers than I did a bunch of actors, uh. that was an unsettling moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Not, nothing against my fellow I just love them. Yeah. But, um, yeah. They're intense. <laughs> yeah. They're the most intense. <laughs> so, you know, you've... You finished college. Yes. Where did you, where did you say you attended college? Oh, with? I went to Emerson in Boston, which oh, was, was just which is and you went back to Boston for law school exactly. because you loved it. Right? Love Boston. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever finish paying for these <laughs> school experiences, um, but honestly, worth it. I don't regret it. Um, you know, it, the people I met, and I, I will say this: the thing I can really sum Emerson College, the way I can sum it up, is I would guess the two of you knowing you as I do, probably felt a little bit like me in high school, like a little bit odd, like a little bit of a square peg in a round hole. Like we weren't, like, I mean, I had friends, but I wasn't cool, but you know? Like, but like you said, late bloomers. Yes. It's but, that, yeah. We get there eventually. You, you know, well, <laughs> technically, I created my own set of oh. holes and pegs, and we just made our own. So everybody got their own hole and that for whatever peg they happened to be. Even better. I was a weirdo even amongst the weirdos. I didn't fit in amongst the weirdos. Well, I'll, I'll see this. The, Emerson is a school of people like us. It's, oh, it's, it's, I was you know, fit toys. It That's truly awesome. was. It truly was. And all, you know, very smart, creative people. And it's, it's, a, it's a liberal arts with a focus on performance, art, and communication. And um, I just had a really neat experience there and still good friends with some of my classmates. Uh, so it, it was awesome. Well, I don't mean to breeze through that, the education part, but I want to get to, to afterwards. You go into the world of professional acting, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, how, do, how did you make the transition? It, it's, it seems to be different from everyone leaving college, mm-hmm. that moment of I'm in the real world and an actor. Yeah. And this that part right there always fascinates me. And I, I didn't do that very gracefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, my last semester of college, I spent in Los Angeles. Uh, so, so one of the many cool things about Emerson is they have an LA campus. Oh. And so uh, students who wish can apply and go do an internship during their senior year so I interned on the set of Chicago Hope, the primetime yeah. CBS drama. That was a good show. <laughs> oh, I, I, I watched that show regularly. Yeah. Oh, it was awesome, um, and it was a, it was an amazing experience. They filmed on the Fox Studio lot. I will pass. I could drive my car Ooh. in and get on the lot. Did, the, did you did you have the uh, the, the guard going uh, when, when, you, when you showed your? Uh... I was a little bit too geeky. Oh. I, you know, I get, it's funny. I look back on the time and I think, oh, it was so awkward. And you know, I just I, late bloomer once yeah. again and. And I met wonderful people. I'm very, uh, you know, uh, proud of my time there, but I, I wish I'd made more of it. I think that's natural. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
But I met some very nice people out there. You know, you, you hear these stories about LA being, you know, just really cutthroat, and, and I thought, oh, it's going to be casting couches and cocaine. <laughs> no, it was regular, it was regular people. nice people who happened to go to work every day with movie stars on a studio lot. And um, it was just a really neat time. Um, and, but during that time, though, I did start to feel a little self-conscious about labeling myself as an actress. Because, you know, you get out there and you realize everybody's an actress. And so I started telling people I was a writer. <laughs> That's not better. <laughs> which was not dishonest. Which was not dishonest because I was, right. I was sort of fancying myself a poet. Terrible one. But I was, you know, writing bad poetry and I was taking screenwriting class. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm really a writer. I do acting to pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so I left that semester with my degree, about $100,000 of debt, no job, no car, no apartment. <laughs> and so what, I came back to Tennessee, naturally. And, um, and so I, I immediately got a job uh, waiting tables and uh, I got back in with community theater. And that's when I started teaching uh, children's theater. Oh, okay. And that was something I never planned to do. It's, that's a, totally accidental. That's another long story, <laughs> which I won't go into. But accidentally well, found give myself. Give us the cliff notes. Give us just the, well, the highlights. Well, I, I got this job teach, doing summer camps at Theater Bristol. And it was just sort of a friend had said, hey, they need help there. You should go apply. And I'm like, well, children's theater. But it's a job in theater. You know, who am I to turn that down? I'm back in Tennessee, you know? And I got it, and I did that for about six months, and um, it, it was some of the best work I feel like I've ever done. Um, and, I, and I grew to love children's theater and realized that it, it reinforced and challenged me in a way that I never would have expected. And so from that gig, uh, that's how I got into the Kingsport um, Ballet gig, and then that led to the Barter gig. So um, that was just a really neat, like, you know. I mean, you make it to I mean, a barter in any capacity. I'm so oh, proud of that. I'm so proud of that. And what's funny is, I don't think I knew that about you. And when you said it earlier, I was like, that's awesome. Oh. Why didn't I know that? Because we see each other once a week. I was like, well, and, it, and it, was, it was a once a week class. I drove yeah. down there for about a year, once a week. And I taught, I guess they were like maybe six to 14. I mean, it was a, and it, they were just wonderful kids. And then at the end of the year, we did this little showcase on the barter main stage and oh. showed off our... Um, and I did something very, I, I had them do something very kind of like Emerson and conceptual, and I'm sure they were like, where did this chick come from? <laughs> Who hired her? Dippy, dippy. And, you, and you, you're just like, writer. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but I was really proud of that. And right after that, um, I'd been home for about a year and a half. And I thought, you know, it's great to be home, and I'm, I'm, I've got my hand in theater for sure. But I'm still having to do other jobs to pay the bills. And if I'm really going to do this theater thing, I need to really give it a shot. Because I could easily spend a few more years here. And, you know, and, and of course, you're very self-conscious at the ripe old age of 22 that, that you have an expiration sticker as, a, as an ingenue. <laughs> and uh, I, was pro I was probably already, you know, close to that. So um, I just said, I'm moving to New York City. And I had friends up there. And so I loaded up a U-Haul truck. And I drove uh, to New York, and I rented a little apartment, and I lived there for 14 months, and it was amazing. Um, and in that 14 months, I went to auditions, uh, 
And I can remember standing around around city blocks and, mm-hmm. and for hours only to get to the end and they're like, We're not seeing anybody else, just throw your resume in this box. Oh jeez. You know, it's like I took a day off work, I can't yeah. afford to take another one, you know, it's just and of course I was uh, having to pay my own way. So yeah. it's very hard when you're trying to go to auditions which are during the day mostly. Yeah. I mean right. professional oh, yeah. ones. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, the ones at night you don't want to yeah, <laughs> Actually, funny story. So I, I went to this audition in Staten Island. Well, well, I attempted to. I lived in the Upper West Side, and I was on I don't know three trains, and then I go on the ferry, and I, I take a bus. <laughs> True story. And it's like two hours late, and I'm like, pardon me, f this. I don't know. Can I say that on the show? Yes. Um, yeah, Bailey's on this show. Right? Okay. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> and meanwhile, it was it was one of my college friends' birthday parties at a bar um, on uh, in the East Village, and you know I've been on this. I'm thinking, geez, what if I get a part in this play? I'm like, I've got another bus to get on. Like I wasn't even there yet. I just take one more bus. Yeah. Jeez. And I literally, oh, no, no. So I stepped on to the bus to go back, and uh, so I made it in time for my friend's birthday. And so there was just maybe eight of us on this table at this cool little divey bar, and um, I hear this fellow sitting next to me just mention in a conversation something, something when I was in law school. And I turned to him and I said, hey, are you a lawyer? I said, well, you know, I'm an actress, but law school is something that's sort of my backup, you know, because my mother always talked about how she wanted to go to law school. Uh. My mom too! Although maybe that's just a mom lie. Maybe. Continue. Um, my mom just told me to stay out of jail. Does that count? Uh, well, I wish my mom had because I go to I go to jail weekly. That's true. <laughs> so that was good advice. Um, but yeah, so I struck up this conversation with this fellow, and um, his name was Ian, and uh, we ended up dating for about six months. Oh. And great man, we're still friends. Even I mean, friends. Yeah. Oh, he lives in San Francisco, but we're friends on Facebook, and he's got a beautiful family, and you know, good, very good man. Um, so we ended up dating and he was very encouraging of me going to law school and pursuing that. Um, so it, he even, uh, met me at work one day on my lunch break and he bought me the study, the LSAT study book. And he's wow. like, here you go. You need to, and he set me down his computer and he paid for me to take the test. He's like, you need to do this. You need to take this test. So I did. And, and then we got to a relationship where he, again, some, in summation, he's like, well, you really need to do this, but I can't go through this with you. It's very, law school is very traumatic for me. I, I'm ready to, you know, start a family and all these things, and you're just sort of launching. And of course, I was heartbroken and cried and all of the things. But uh, you know, that made sense looking back. So if that audition had been like one bus trip closer, <laughs> everything yeah, would have been be different. Here. Then I might not be a lawyer. If, yeah. if it had not yeah. been out on the island. That is the moral of that story. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's interesting. That so how long how long did you pursue the the acting and the teaching acting before you decided this is the time I need to go to law school? Um, probably about two and a half years because it was it was right at the two and a half year mark when I took the LSAT. Oh okay. Yeah yeah. So so that getting that book was a was a big launching point into into all that. It, it was wasn't huge. just a gift. That's awesome. If it weren't for Ian, I, it's very safe to say I might not have pursued law school. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So, you know, I'm grateful and also hate him, depending on <laughs> which day it is. <laughs> but, you know, you, I can see coming from acting in into law could be a real asset in a lot of situations. I mean, I've watched a lot of law TV. 
And we all know those are 100% accurate. That's how I yeah. study for my, my cases. That's oh, right. obviously. Like, it's like when I'm which, at, when I'm at work and there's something weird that pops up in a manhole cover, I'll always come up with a pun and take off my glasses. That, for I learned a show? That, yeah, I learned that from TV. I just imagine you in court, like slamming your hand down on tables and being like, "Your Honor." That's right. You can't handle the truth. You gotta, there has to be a moment. It's like, oh, this is this is my solo. If I can't get law, no one gets law, and it's like no one knows what that means. What? Sounds great, but though. But do you think do, do you think that your degree in theater did help with the one hundred percent? Oh my goodness, yes. I yeah. mean, it. The courtroom is a theater, and the moment I walk in the courtroom and walk, you know, down the aisle and cross the bar, I I feel the eyes on me and. You know, it just starts the moment you walk in the courthouse, you, you know, talking to the, the security, the sheriff's deputies there, and building relationships there with the clerks, and just, and I, I feel very on when I walk in, not that, not that I'm not genuine, but, but you're playing, just that presentation. You're playing a certain part of yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And always being conscious of, okay, who's watching, who might, you know, be a potential client, you know, wanting to make a good impression in front of other lawyers and judges, and... And then people stop me every day and say, oh, can I have one of your cards? Or, you know, are you, or are you a lawyer? And then I'm like, oh, God. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's total performance. And, yeah. and I'm in the courtroom almost every day I go to court. And it's, um, it's, it's where I feel the most confident and where I feel like my skills are. Um, you know, when it comes to sitting down doing the paperwork, I mean, God help me. That's I struggle. I still struggle. Ten years in, and I, I thankfully now have a wonderful paralegal who's good at that. So, um, but really, my dream as a lawyer would be, you know, I'm handed a file, I'm briefed on everything, and there go to court. Go. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. And and I can see you having to you you in that situation you have to weigh every word and the meaning of every word. So I can I can see that training really coming to life because every word and the meaning and the nuance is you're trying to influence a well, jury, a judge, a, 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 the opposing counsel. So well, this I can is totally also where that. writing comes in handy. Yes, you said yes. you wrote, is that, yeah, when you're used to writing, you know language is so very important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is, and a lot of what I do is writing. I mean, yeah. uh, and I do a lot of letters, you know, I, um, so persuasive writing uh, is a huge part of my mm -hmm. job, and and I do I feel like that is one of my. I mean, I got some good communication training in my college, and and some good tra writing training in law school. But I would honestly say more in in the classes I took at Emerson, yeah. really. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. But you but you did come back around because you do still do <gasps> no theater oh, stuff. Oh, so, so like, let's let's real quick. Uh, so you, you you make it through law school. <laughs> you you you. Get your license in Tennessee. Yeah. You're uh, back in Tennessee now, mm -hmm. and uh, practicing law. Mm -hmm. Was it was was that all you did? Is that is that good enough? No, not at all. <laughs> That's a loaded question. I, I just want to point out here that I had a great transition. Oh, I'm sorry. And then you I'm sorry. came in with another transition. I'm sorry. You know, I, I just didn't want to skip the important law stuff because that's that's essential to who it, you are. It is. I mean, that's, that's, um, it is. Um, but we're multifaceted. We're multifaceted. Mm -hmm. And I came back and I opened my practice, which actually I have to tell a funny yeah. story about how that, of course. and this is sort of theatrical too. Um, so 
I, I hung a shingle and that really wasn't my intention, but you know, life happens when you're making other plans and suddenly I find out, oh, I passed the bar, great, now what? Um, and I, I hadn't applied to any firms because I just didn't see myself fitting in, you know, I'm, uh -huh. I'm, you pay to your own drummer. Exactly. Words on And I've had friends, they got out of law school and already had hit the country coast to coast. Oh, yeah. So, so I, I see that that's a, that's a difference in you right there. And, and just another thing is I graduated law school in 2008. So um, things were happening in the yeah, world and yes. the country. Um, so suddenly, oh, uh, and, and I, I had an opportunity to have... Um, an office in a, in a building that belonged to my brother that was um, he was going to let me use for a while until I got on my feet. And I thought, well, that's an opportunity that I can't turn down. And um, so I, I literally like walked in with my, I had my laptop and I had, I had a room in a real estate office. That was all I had. I had nothing else. I had no clients, no money, no equipment, no help, nothing. And um, meanwhile, my godfather who at the time was a prosecutor for uh, the first judicial district and particularly he was in Washington County. Um, he took me to Knoxville to be sworn in. So when you, when you pass the bar, you go before the Supreme court of your state and uh, you, you take your oath and um, you have to be introduced by, you have to be presented by a lawyer, a member of the bar. And my godfather presented me and it was a really special, beautiful day. So we're driving back from Knoxville, and he, he says stuff. And I did not want to practice criminal law, by the way. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, and so we're driving back, and he says, I know you don't want to do criminal law. I know, but just humor me. Please indulge me. Why don't you come down to criminal court tomorrow in Jonesboro and just let me introduce you around and just observe and just... Well, I couldn't say no because, you know, love him to death, and he's done so much for me. I'm like, okay. And, you know, it doesn't hurt to network a little bit and be seen, even if it is criminal court. So we go down there, and um, uh, I sat in, you know, the gallery in the audience, and um, they took the first recess, and I went back to say hello to the clerks, because I had worked for a little while in the clerk's office before I went to law school, and I knew some of them, and they were very nice. And so um, Karen Gwynn, who uh, is the circuit court clerk over the county, um, at the end of the mission, I started to go back in the courtroom. She says, no, 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 that's where the lawyers sit over in the jury box and it's like oh <laughs> okay so i went over and sat uh in the jury box with the other lawyers wow <laughs> is that a moment where imposter syndrome starts getting you yeah yeah huge and it's never going away but absolutely in that moment and it was just a, a real moment for me well so i'm watching court and i'm paying attention and making middle notes about the lawyers and um and as it happens, there were, there were two co-defendants that were at the podium uh, being arraigned, and um, the public defender represented one. Well, uh, when the public defender is appointed to represent someone and there's a co-defendant, they can't take both. So uh, the judge will choose uh, an attorney that the state will pay to take on that case. And so I'm just sitting there and all up. Well, uh, Judge Brown says in his Judge Brown voice, General Widener, that's my godfather, this might be a good time to introduce that new lawyer you brought with you today. I mean, is your life a movie? Are yes. you in a movie? Yes. <laughs> oh, I mean, I was. And so, so Stan stands there and says, oh, yes, Your Honor, uh, this is uh, Stephanie Sherwood. She was just sworn in yesterday. And uh, Judge Brown says, well, I think this will be a good case for you to start with. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes, I think so, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> so I have no idea what to do. And, and I, I'm thinking, well, I guess I ought to go stand next to my client. So so Stan leans over and he and he says something to me, but I, I'm so nervous I didn't hear anything. Yeah. Your heart beats like Oh yeah. I heard nothing he said. And so uh, as I get closer, the public defender, who is a wonderful man named Bill Francisco, very kindly leans over and says the same thing to me again, which is uh, uh, tell the judge you waive formal reading the indictment and plea if not guilty. And <laughs> so I walk up and and there's so I was holding out this indictment. And so I'm like uh, Your Honor, uh, we waive formal reading of the indictment and enter a plea of not guilty, Your Honor. And uh, so, you know, give a court day. That... <laughs> <laughs> and so, I remember going out in the hall with this lady, and I'm like, so, um, I guess I'll call you because I don't have a phone yet. <laughs> so, what's your number? I mean, it's a wonder she didn't go right back in and say, Judge, um, can I get some? Hey, we all started somewhere. She was probably just happy <laughs> to have someone. She's like, I think we don't know about the other things I did. <laughs> well, uh, uh, somehow I managed to not screw that up. And um, long story short, not too late, um, I, I suddenly was getting appointed to lots of criminal cases and became a criminal defense attorney. And, and now you love it. And now that is my favorite area of practice. Absolutely. So and I, I do I do family law, divorce, custody. I do some civil uh, litigation, but criminal defense is my favorite. You're at the jail a lot. I'm at the jail a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Nature of the job. It smells bad. <laughs> but but now now this is the point at which yeah. I go. Was that all you were doing? No. Um, so not long after I got my practice off the ground, I don't remember exactly when it was, but I'd say around a year later, I was called by the amazing Ed Breeze. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, owner yeah. of the Blue Moon Theater. I'm hoping we can find time to talk to Ed oh. at some point. It's just he's always yes. working on a show. Oh. or uh, I'll, get, I'll catch him. I'll oh, catch him. Oh, He's going to have so much good stuff for your show. And yeah. he's, he's got so many experiences. And I mean, he really has been a professional working actor in New York, or as I was just, I was just trying to be. Um, but somehow uh, we got connected, and he asked me to come participate in a play. And that was. Um, I'm having a total mind like, sorry, Ed, I've had a couple glasses of wine. Um, yeah, we're all. Maybe you need a couple more, and you'll remember it. <laughs> I've got the poster. Death Trap. Death oh, Trap. that's a great play. I love Death that. Death Trap. Um, oh, we had a ball. It's a great play. And Ed and I got to um, play husband and wife. And uh, it was just so much fun. And I remember being so nervous at the first rehearsal because I hadn't performed in years. And, you know, I'd, I'd switch gears into lawyer mode. And here I am just in this world. And I, I was just up there for it. just so nervous. And I kept looking at the director like, you know, what's he thinking? Is he like, oh, we made a big mistake here? Um, but at the end of that first night, he's like, oh, you've still got it. Well, it's like riding a bike, right? Yeah, it really is. And that's my true love. Um, so we did that show. had a blast. And that was the first of around five I did with them over mm -hmm. the course of a few years. And always fun. Um, how, do you, how did you find time to, to do all of, all of the court work and... Take time every single night to do it's this. It's really hard. It's. I mean, you know, at the time I was single. Um, you know, I don't have children, so I can, people do it with children. I don't know how. 
Um, <laughs> Neglect. But, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's all for the cause. That's right. Um, Artist pain. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my dog is, I don't know, she's disagreeing with something I'm saying. Um, There's someone wailing she outside. Might, she might want to come back. Uh, well, she, she doesn't understand that she can come back to the kitchen. Oh. Um, so... <laughs> I mean, rehearsals yeah. are usually nightly. I mean, you know, you've done it, and um, but you you just just don't have a social life. You don't get to watch TV. It's and kind of just a thing of you just do it. You just do it. You just make it work. Yeah. 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 I understand that. After editing these videos for hours and hours yeah. and hours, yeah. I often yeah. wonder how I ever get anything done. <laughs> oh yeah, you. Well, and I and I think it comes down to um, would I rather just sit at home and watch TV, or would I rather do something that's challenging and contributes to yeah. Others and well, in the sense of relief when it's done, oh. it's also so orgasmically enjoyable it that it's kind of worth the the pain. <laughs> the, for me, it's it's hard to turn work off, so having another thing to go to helps. Sure, I get that. I totally get that. I'm the same way. I, I have to constantly be either extremely busy or leave me as a lump on the bed. Yeah, flip me yeah. once a day. It's true. There's no in between. Yeah, I, I don't have I don't have the normal speed that most people have. <laughs> <laughs>